I'm ready. So, are you ready? Yes. Okay, we ready, cousin. Let's get it, get it, get it. Run promo. Okay, stand by, guys. Recording. Recording, stand by. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to Let the Madness Begin. I'm your host, Marshawn Taylor. William Coleman is still out there preaching the good word. We don't know what word that is, but we just <laughs> we know it's good. <laughs> and I'm joined with our special guest, uh, Miss Victoria Baxter. How you doing? I'm doing amazing. Glad to be here once again. Thank All you right, so sure, much for having me. Make sure you let them know who you are. Who am I? I'm a child of the Lord. No. I'm Coach Fee. I am a new, uh, the new love strategist with New Thing Life Coaching. So I do life dating and relationship coaching. And we, of course, we also have God is Love Incorporated, our local nonprofit organization here in Charleston, South Carolina. All right. So we done had two great conversations leading mm -hmm. up to what I like to call a trilogy. So this mm -hmm. is how we close the circle. Gotcha. Now, we started off with um, Kevin Samuels. And since our conversation, have you ever went back and thought about his stance and how his impact on our culture is? Have I thought about his, I don't know if I've really thought about it. I've still, since then, I will say I've still, you know, seen like a few more clips of some of his, you know, past videos and advice that he's given women. Um, some things that he says, like they, you know, need to be said. I just, well, you know, like I said, right. I, just, I just don't like his delivery. I just think that some things can be more harmful. I understand. Helpful, some things, but... I don't know if I can say that he even has like a huge, a huge impact. I think a lot of his, and I could be wrong, but it just seems like a lot of his subscribers and viewers is more so entertainment at this point when it comes to him. Okay. True, true. So for me, um, I actually have to say that I'm in a great area when it comes mm -hmm, to him mm -hmm. and a lot of people. Mm -hmm. After um, experiencing um, some other, like I said, I subscribe to a lot of them just mm -hmm. to get the content and everything. Like, and we always say, and we use this analogy all the time. A broken clock is right twice a day. So he, it's not that what he's saying is wrong. It's not what he's saying is right. It's just that it just happens to fit at a narrative that he wants to right, push. Right. One thing I have learned, and um, I have to shout out this um, content creator, which is Rico TV, um, Blackmail Advice TV, and he brought up a great point. He said, if he's knocking black women, where is his woman? So in other words... If you're saying that all these black women are wrong, if you're saying don't date single mothers, where's your woman to prove that men can get a woman? Mm -hmm. So are you teaching men how to get a woman? Or are you teaching men how to run through women? So, so see, now this is a, see, this is another issue that I have with him. So it's like all of these things that he says, and again, I, I don't know enough about him personally speaking. So I've seen people, you know, make that same comment. It's like, okay, this dude even have a woman? Then I don't know if he was, you know, previously married, um, his sexuality has come you know been questioned a couple of times as well so again i think that's another one of those situations and especially you know right on the heels of the whole Derek jackson situation some of these men who are out here giving all of this advice to women where's your woman what, what are we like yeah what are we doing and it's like the women that you do have you're not even respecting them but then you're telling us to like leave the men that don't do this but then look at what you're doing behind closed doors and it's like kevin samuel where is your woman do you like women so it's just it's yeah so and and it's funny because um and i like i said i have to shout out on rico tv for this one because he actually brought some to my attention he said when these men are hurt men and he said if you really listen to them 
if you have a woman, just like if you if you have a house, do you worry about anybody else's house? Exactly. If you have a car, do you worry about anybody right. else's car? So if you have a woman, you're not busy worrying about what other right. women are doing because you're more worried about maintaining your relationship. What's in your house. And if you're, they're not teaching you how to be with a woman, what are they teaching you? So I think as men, we have to be careful because, like I said before, men, we have... Every 10 years, we follow something different. We was all on the natural thing, telling black women, oh, if you're not natural, we don't want you 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. Now we're mm -hmm. telling you, if you have a kid, we don't want you. And one thing that, that was brought to my attention, like I said, I've been, I think my feelings been hurt this week. It's the fact that, you know, all these men say, don't date single mothers, don't date women with children, this and that. And he's like, well, how do they get these children? So, and how, you know, and he said this. Right. He said, the real estate, he said, <laughs> If you don't want to build with a woman, why are you having sex with her? So, in other words, you're creating the situation, exactly. but you're mad that the situation is there. Exactly. So, that you, yeah, that the situation exists. As men, exactly. you know, we have a lot of things to look at. Yeah, there are bad women out there, but I think sometimes we have to look at ourselves and look in the mirror. So, that's one thing I've been, you know, concentrating on is, is wondering how I fit into the puzzle. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. I always say, for me, I probably let, I, I left a trail of tears. <laughs> mm -hmm. Of stupidity and right, ignorance right. growing up, and and you know I seen it, and with these men, and it took me a while to realize this. I seen these men before. Mm -hmm. These are the men that if you was dating a woman that they wanted, they were the ones talking about you. Right. These are the men that if you was you you got a woman that they wanted, even though they didn't say nothing. These are shy men that hid behind corners looking at women. These ones that will be to try to peek in the girls' bathroom back at school. You know these men. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, because I listened to them, and, and most of them said they've been divorced. First off, if you've been divorced twice, Kevin Samuels, it's, it's something you got to think about. Been divorced once, and you got and you turn your wife into a, a baby mother, Coach Greg, then you created this situation right. with single mothers. Um, MTR, you said that you was an awkward child at high school, and um, people didn't like you, and you, you couldn't get girls until you made money. So, in other words, is it the money that gets girls now? And then, once again, if they're all talking about thoughts and baby mom, who are you sleeping with? <laughs> exactly. Because y'all end up sleeping with these same women. Y'all end up cheating on a good woman with these same thoughts and baby mamas and whatever else. So it's, yeah. So, you know, so I thought about that, you know. So, you know, when I circled back around and thought about that, I was like, man, I, you know, not saying that some of this content is not worth listening to. I mm -hmm, think everything's mm -hmm. worth listening to. But as black people, and we'll get into this. We have to understand that some things are sent to us because we're gullible. And yeah. as black people, we're so gullible. And like I said, we're going to touch on this later because we're the only race that fall for the stupidity mm -hmm. that's given to us. So the other thing we talked about was, can we please each other? After that conversation, what are your thoughts now? Is it still, I still the same? Yes, that we, we can absolutely... We can please each other. You mean just men and women in general? I think it's it's possible. Um, it's just a matter of how we end up moving forward at the end of the day, and I think that's what a lot of people struggle with. You know, being the one to call a truce. You know, call, you know, throwing the flag, whatever the case might be. And I think we have to understand. I think first of all, we understand that we both need each other, like men. We need you and less people like y'all need us at the end of the day. Like we need each other. And I think once we understand that, it'll help us with calling the truth. My thing is, I always say like we, we need to offer a little bit more grace to each other, you know, like just going forward as a whole, you know, and as far as like both sexes, 
because we we both are struggling with so many different things, things that we, you know, environmental, like things that we didn't know that we were going to be brought up a certain way, things that we didn't know that we were going to have to go through right now, things that are going on in the world in general, you know, just when you look at racism and so many different things. So at the end of the day, like we we need each other. We need to offer grace to each other. We need to be a little bit more understanding. I just feel like when those things happen, we can move forward and yet we can absolutely please each other, like in many different ways. But a lot of it, we're, we're gullible, yep, stubborn. <laughs> wow, so, wow, okay. You said um, we have to it. understand each other. We do. So when you say understand each other, is it, you feel as though when it comes to relationships or even marriage that we get to a point where we don't want to understand each other, that we just feel as though we don't have to dig deeper with the person or we feel as though what we have done is good enough and that person should be grateful that we're even there. That is what I currently see um, in the mindset of many people. Um, so, of course, you know, again, me working primarily with single women, but just sometimes even in general, you know, things that I hear men and women say, regardless of their relationship status, a lot of things are very one sided. So me working with women, I hear a lot of, you know, women talk about like what they want and their preferences and men don't do this, blip, 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 like all of these other different things. But it's like they don't really think about it. They don't try to understand men and why men do this and where this is coming from and their method, you know, for their madness or whatever else the case might be. And of course, men, y'all always talk about how we are complex creatures and y'all don't understand <laughs> us and whatever. We don't take the time to learn each other as individual, you know, as opposite sexes, first of all, but especially a lot of times when it comes to our you know, people that we date, that's why a lot of, you know, people kind of go their separate ways because they don't understand and try to learn that person. That's why sometimes relationships fail after what divorces, the whole nine. So that is something we definitely because we're wired different. We're completely like we are wired so different. Like it's absolutely ridiculous. And I remember even when I and I think I maybe talked about this the last time, but when I went through the process to become like a dating coach, and I made sure that I went, you know, I had a male as an instructor because I'm like, I can listen to women all day. Like, you know, you got right. the groups and your friends and your advice and even the Christian singles. You can talk to women all day. But if we're all still single trying to say, oh, know your worth and don't do this. Well, he needs to do this. And a real man that will like, what is a real man? Like, how do you know that like, we all still single? Like at the end of the day, like it's not helping. So I, was, I wanted to be intentional about going to a male who could give me the male perspective, someone who's only worked with men and that's how I was able to learn so much about men and of course you know for me doing what I do like I'm like okay so I can actually help women but coming from a man perspective but that class opened up just so much for me I'm like oh that's why none of your relationships worked in the past <laughs> like it was like had I known so many of those things before like I would a lot of things would have been different so understanding each other is important I'll just okay. I'll leave it with that so when you say understand each other I'm a big well, now I'll say now uh, I'm a big component of your past influences your decisions. Oh, yeah. So do you think that trying to get to know a person, um, is it's two-sided. Number one, the person that you, that's trying to get to know you needs to know your past. But more importantly, do you feel as though that person that needs to understand that their past is the past and not bring it to their present? Hmm. So first of all, somebody has to, they got to understand themselves first and foremost. Because I think a lot of people still don't know who they are, why they do what they do. They don't even realize some of the things that they're doing. So you have to first understand yourself. And then with certain things, of course, you know, as you're progressing in a relationship, 
it's getting to that point of emotional intimacy. And when you're finally able to like, let this person know like, Hey, this is my path. These are some of the things that I've gone through. Like, and not even so much saying like, this is why I am the way I like kind of saying that, but it's like, if you know that there are some things that you need to change, obviously right. work on and change it. But yeah, I, I think that's something we don't do enough in romantic relationships, and maybe even friendships and stuff like that in general. We don't spend enough time like telling people what we've been through. Because I think sometimes when we do that, like you would real like, oh, okay, this is why, this is why she comes off this way. Okay, right. this is why he acts like this, and it's very eye opening. Like I'm always asking questions about somebody's past, and it just and maybe that's just the coach in me, but right. it helps me to understand my friends better, family. Um, I get men, you know, that I've dated, of course, you know, the man that I'm with now, like it just, it helps me understand when you know where things are coming from. And because what we are learning, especially in our community, hurt people, hurt people. Yep. At the end of the day, if you've been hurt, even if you try not to, you, you bring that pain in your relationship, either by saying, um, by intentionally going out and hurt someone yep. or being so guarded that you're not letting someone in. How would you talk to a person that's so guarded that they not willing to let somebody in, what would you say to them to say, hey, you know, for you to have a relationship, even friendship with a person, you have to give some. How would you give a person advice that just don't want to unlock? If they don't want to unlock, then I would say, well, then you don't have to, but just stay single. Like, and I know that might, but it's like, you, you can't have that attitude because so many people, they've been so hurt and I understand it because I've been, I was that person where it's like I was that was beyond guarding my heart. It was like lock and key walls up. I'm like, no, it's going to take a real man. You better have a good hammer to come and knock these walls down. Like all this other nonsense that I was saying. But I was like, no, he didn't build that wall. So why is that his responsibility? So I had to get myself to a place of, no, you put those walls up. And if you're serious about real love and sharing, you know, life experiences and whatever else with someone, you need to deal with that before that man gets there. So that's my thing. Like, I understand being cautious. I understand guarding your heart. But you got to be willing to let that come down. And just bit by bit. And if it's something you can't do now, then I, I would absolutely say, then just really, like, don't date right now. Because it's not fair to somebody else to have to come in and carry around all of this baggage that you have all because you failed to unpack it on your own. Okay. So now. Oh, Lord. When you make that face. Why is marriage a sin in the black community? Why are we in the black community preaching not to get married? Why are we preaching to stay single? Why are we preaching to just have sex with each other, not to procreate? And the reason why I bring that up is because hmm. if what other race does that? Name me a race right now on this earth that says we're not trying to get married or we're not trying to reproduce. You can't because every other race believes in coming together, building mm -hmm, mm -hmm. their wealth so they can have a generation passed down. Why are we not doing that? We talk about generational wealth, but at the same time, we're saying we don't want to get married. Well, not so I don't know if I would say that that's, you know, that black people are talking about like not getting married because that's not something that I really hear as often. But I will say that I've heard um, you can tell that it's maybe not I don't want to say valued. And we talked kind of about that last week. It's not maybe cherished the way that it was. It's not, marriage is no longer seen and viewed the way that it was at one point. And I think, again, it kind of goes back to our past, our family. So a lot of us, we've come from broken homes and we've seen what it's done. You know, a lot of us, we have 
a lot of us are still carrying around the pain from our parents separating and getting a divorce. A lot of us are now raising children and we see the way that they are suffering from, you know, a, a separation or a divorce. So a lot of people, they, they don't want to repeat the pain. I think that's what it is at the end of the day. And, and a lot of us can no longer say that they actually witnessed a healthy, beautiful, prosperous, successful marriage. Mm. So it's like when you have all of these pictures of brokenness, and you don't see anything like outside of the Obamas. So it's like, okay, like what? Where are the good marriages at? So I think that's why a lot of people are like, mm, just level up, get your money and have safe sex and like all these other different things. Like, I don't know. It, it's, it's sad, but I think that's what it is for a lot of people. It's funny. We say that we never seen a successful um, marriage or relationship, but I think that's the lie that we tell. Because if we really break things down, it's not that we haven't seen it, it's that we refuse to acknowledge mm -hmm, it. Mm -hmm. Because even if I look at, we don't, we're not talking about Bill Cosby 2021. We're talking about Bill Cosby 80s. 80s Bill Cosby. So people don't get upset, don't get mad. It's 80s Bill Cosby. The Cosby show was a ridiculed show. Black people could not wrap their hands around, or minds even, around a successful black family and if the people were true they'll be like that's why when martin came along they were so excited good times was excited because it's so struggle everything we we love the struggle but we don't love the happiness hmm. and it's not that we haven't seen it. it's not that it hasn't been given to us because even if we look we know that there's been successful marriages in our community but we don't want to acknowledge it and I understand that a lot of our homes may not have been successful, but to say that we haven't seen it is the lie. I think it helps us to pander. It gives us the opportunity to say, well, if I ain't seen it, then I don't have to do it. Instead of saying, you know what, I have seen it. More importantly, once I became an adult, I can acknowledge it does exist. And more importantly, I can seek it out because you seek out the birds of feather flock together. Yeah, I don't care yeah. what anybody say. They could be like, no, I'm not like my friends. Then how are y'all friends? Right. Y'all have some similarities, yeah. even if you won't. To a minute or two or not. So you choose to seek out things that meet you where you're at instead of saying, let me look to be where I want to be. And I think that that's the issue. I think we, we get in our community, we get so wrapped up in saying that, oh, I ain't never since I ain't never seen nothing successful. I ain't never seen a good man. So there's no good man. Well, there's a lot of good men. I remember one time someone said, I ain't man. All I see is deadbeat fathers. I was like, I know 10 men who take care of their children. Right. I'm like, so are you not looking or is it that you choose not? Once again, if you choose to see something, you will always see. We can look in this room right now. If I choose to just see the chairs and not acknowledge the walls or the cameras or anything, mm -hmm. then that's what I choose to yeah. focus on. I think that's where we're at. Not saying that you're wrong. I think in, in our little mini ecosystem, yeah, we may have that issue with growing up because I grew up single mother. Mm -hmm. So in that part, yeah. But if I look around, if I actually say, let me open up my mind to actually re remember my childhood, I've seen successful marriages. I've been around people who had two-parent homes. Not saying that they were the greatest. I'll right, never right, say right, that. Right, I think right. that, that, you know, I'll never say they were the greatest. But it's not like I haven't seen a man interact with his wife on a successful level. And I think that sometimes we, we get caught up in that because it helps us to keep, for men, it helps us to keep running through women. If I know someone, well, I got to change. Exactly. So yeah. I, I, I think that that's where we're at. How do you feel about that? So that was loaded. Um, <laughs> I, I think, so first and foremost, the main thing would be, you know, we so 
saying we've never seen a successful marriage or especially you no know, black marriage. First of all, then define successful. So we would have to start there because everyone's level of a successful marriage means something different. For some people, success is that marriage that endured and stayed together no matter what. Outside of, you know, the cheating, the beating, the abuse, the poverty, like whatever else. So with some people, it's just the fact that the marriage lasted. With mm. some people, it was, it, it could just be, you know, the fact that it was, you know, no cheating and they were, you know, true, like financially successful and they had, you know, accomplished all of their dreams, goals, whatever. So that right there, I think also kind of whatever, because we all have our idea and version of what a successful marriage is. Um Something that I also, you know, I always have to keep in mind is, you know, if I can go nerdy for just a quick little moment. Um, So from the time that we are little, we have, you know, our brain is like a storage unit in a a little kind of a context. And I would say like the storage unit of our unconscious mind. And so we have all of these little boxes of association. So literally from the time we are young, every time we learn something about love we put it in that box whether we see it in our home we saw it on tv you know the neighbors across the street okay well this is what love is okay well this is what i know about marriage okay so this is how it works when it comes to money okay so this is what i know about god we have all of these boxes of association and over time we're steadily adding things to that box so now once you actually get older then you might start to realize some of the things in this box are It's not even necessarily inaccurate, but now when you start experiencing things that are challenging, what you have always thought and known to be true, like we reject things that are foreign to us. And it doesn't mean that it's right. But again, so even when it comes to love relationships and marriages, if you've only seen if you've only seen like broken marriages and failed relationships and then now here it is, you're like, you're seeing like a real one. It's like, no, that's not realistic. So even with your example with the Cosby's, even though, you know, of course, yeah, that might be TV. But so for some people, it's like, that's not how black families act. That's not accurate. So I don't like that. And then on the flip side, you have those who, well, that was the only semblance of a, you know, a good, sturdy, successful black family. So now they can't separate that from what real life Bill Cosby has going on. They're failing to believe it all because of that. Martin and Gina, that's still one of my favorite sitcoms. I watch that faithfully every time it comes on. A lot of us, we didn't see our parents actually married. They were, you know, maybe shacking up. You know, there are a lot of boyfriends and girlfriends and things like that. So that's the norm to them. Same thing with good times. A lot of us, our grandparents, you know, maybe that's what that relationship looked like. You know, daddy was the breadwinner and the strict, you know, disciplinarian. So it's really, our perception is still always going to be based on our past. But at some point, you have to acknowledge, but guess what? What you saw might not be best. It might not be, like, it might be time to start unpacking that marriage box, unpacking that love box, unpacking whatever box, and allowing some of these things to challenge it. And that can be difficult because that's what brings a lot of people anxiety. And that's when it's like, guard really goes up because it's like, Okay, but I've always known it to be this way. Now you're saying it's this way. Like, what the heck am I supposed to do with this information? Like, that's why a lot of us have run from good men. But that's something different. I'll leave that alone. Because we've only dealt with bad men. Maybe our daddy wasn't there. Our daddy was a bad man. We have bad men around us. Baby daddy was a bad man. So now it's like when you have a man who's trying to love you properly, it's like, that's foreign. I'm not used to that. Like, what the heck is going on? So, I don't know. It's just, it's a lot. So... <clears throat> Do you think we put abuse and love in the same box? 
that we see love and abuse as the same thing in our community. Because you, you said um, when we look at something that's beautiful, sometimes because we're so used to the trauma that we think the trauma is actually the love. There's a lot of people out there that think that if a man or a woman don't hit them, that they don't love them. There's a lot of people out there that, that you know, if, if you know, we, we see it all the time, you know, if this person is not cheating on me, they don't love me. You know, we hear these crazy things, yeah. and um, I'm wondering, have we really said in our minds that abuse is a part of love? Like, to love a person unconditionally, we have to take the abuse to go with it. Now, of course, when you say we, like, you know, collectively, I don't think as a whole, as a race, no. Obviously, you know, a lot of people know better than that. Um, but there are some who absolutely do believe that way. And, and they will justify, you know, a man who cheats on them. They will justify a man who, you know, puts hands on them. Like a lot of those say, oh, but he loves me. And that's, that's what they know love to be. And again, a lot of those women who they also saw their mom getting abused, whether it was by their dad or not. Um, so even that, you know, a lot of times they don't, people don't realize that even abuse is like something that can end up being generational. It's something that can stem from the past or whatever. So yeah, with some people, they absolutely associate love and abuse together. Okay. Sadly. Okay. Why do you think it's hard for us? And I always say us. I know I use the word we <laughs> and us because I, 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 don't, I know not all of us, but I always feel right. like at some points in our lives, we have fell into that category, even, you know, conscious or subconsciously, because unfortunately our community is one of the only communities that <laughs> self-abuse. And we do a lot of self-abuse yeah. from our music to what yeah. we watch on TV to just how we talk to each other on a daily basis. We're always self-abused. Um, do you think the influence of that negativity has shaped us to where we don't value the relationships anymore? Because if you really think about it, in our music, we don't want relationships in our music. Um, if you look at um, just how people talk, if you see somebody and they spend money on their girl, they call a simp. You see a girl that, that wants to do something for a man, she's called stupid. So right. it's like now we got to a point where we, anything that, that says that we're building is bad. I mean, for for percentage. How's yeah. that? Percentage. We'll use the word percentage. <laughs> a percentage of people think that that's bad, that if you invest into your significant other that you're wrong. Have, do you think those outside influences have really shaped the way that as African Americans we view relationships? Because like I said, I would still use this as, as my pillar is the fact that no other race does that. You cannot sit up here and say, Oh, Italian people do that. No, they're big on family. Age eight. <laughs> eight. I mean, they don't even want. They don't even want their women looking at a black man. Right, right. Let's keep it real, <laughs> y'all. Hey, Jeezy married an Asian oh, woman, yeah. and before he married her, she said, and I quote, "My family do not like black people." She said, she came out of her mouth and said that she can't bring a black man home. But you know what? Money cleans up everything. Hmm. You always remember that. She didn't bring home my shine. <laughs> she brought home Jeezy. <laughs> There's a reason why she brought home Jeezy. Because it's easy to sell Jeezy when you have money. Which is why I started realizing why African American women hate to see black men date outside their race. Not that I'm against it, but now I see why. Because they... They understand that the only reason why you're able is because you fit their their view now. You fit it now. Hmm. When you didn't fit it, they didn't want you. 
She didn't want Jeezy 10 years ago. Let's keep that real. Well, she was married 10 years ago. She didn't want Jeezy 10 years ago. But no, she knew no, Jeezy existed no, before no, she got married. No, no, no. We're she didn't. She that. didn't want Thug mother, no, Motivation no, Jeezy. No. Let's keep it real. And she wanted Thug Motivation Jeezy. Then no, she wants Jeezy who buys no. the block and who who wears shirts and ties. And it's nothing Personally, wrong with that. Personally, me and Jeannie Mai were always friends. Okay, we, actually, <laughs> <laughs> we have a great relationship, and I know that that is absolutely false. Okay, because she has always talked about dark meat on the side. I didn't say that. Did she not? She has always talked about her her love and appreciation for black men. Nothing about dark meat on the side, but she she had dated black men even before she was married. I want to say her husband was white, if I'm not mistaken. Oh yeah, but, he was Caucasian in this. <laughs> so now and after she got herself a black man. Now I did not know anything about her family with the whole you know not liking black people, but I don't know now her mom seems and it, it could be the money. And then you know you have some people who. I'm not racist. I have a black friend. It's like they have like that one exception, like that right. one person they'll kind of let in. But I don't know. Overall, though, but what you had even asked, you know, do I believe that we allow outside influences or, you know, outside things to influence us, whether it's music or whatever? Absolutely. Um, I feel like we, a lot of us are. Sorry, not sorry. We're lazy. And I say lazy as in doing research and really learning things on our own. So a lot of times we allow like i said tv we allow music we allow um the Derek jacksons and the kevin samuels of the world like we allow like other people in general to tell us you know what love is how to be in a relationship you know how to raise your like all of these different things and we don't take the time to research some of these things and we will absolutely adapt to what anybody else tells us with a lot of these things and i think that is a huge problem that we are dealing with right now because you also have to make sure that you are not, you know, being led astray, like in, in any direction. Because again, some people who, you know, will preach, hey, even if you're married and, you know, and your man is putting his hands on you, like you, you still, you know, never get a divorce. It just means you're doing something wrong. It means that you're having some type of issue when it comes to submission. Like, what did you do? Why did you cause him to beat you? So you also have to, <clears throat> you have to learn the truth, like, some way about that situation so that way like when you're again faced with something you can say like hey i know that this is not right i know that that is not what love is i know that this is not what marriage is supposed to be i know that you know this this music here like all of these different things we it just it goes back to laziness for me i don't know why that that's the only way we can let so many outside things have any type of effect on us where it actually changes the way that we live or we make that our relationship goal or we make that our money goal or any type of goal in general like okay. i don't know so this will be the last hardball question that we're gonna go into how do we mend defenses do you believe that it is a attack purposely given to us or against us as far as our family unit and when you look at our history, when it comes to just being African-Americans, the family unit has always been strong. Matter mm -hmm. of fact, if you look at, when I say great men, I mean men who actually changed the world, not men who who just, I'm not talking about Elon Musk. Y'all could think he's great. He, he does great things, but great <laughs> men who can influence change in life from Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, Marcus Garvey, to even, despite what people think, Barack you can name the women that was beside them. Right. And do you think that it's an attack to keep us separate because 
when we're together, we can move and change anything? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, there are definitely, you know, people who are going to still see us as, as a threat, you know, and again, as you said, knowing how powerful we can be if we band together. I remember maybe about 10 years ago, um, I don't know, I think that was maybe like around like with Obama being in office or somewhere around there. But I remember I was having a conversation with an older white guy and we were talking about, you know, just racism and stuff in general. And, you know, just why, of course, you know, racism, like it's, a, it's ingrained right. in a lot of people. Like, you know, that's your parents were racist and you were just told like, hey, black people are awful or you told white people are awful, like right. whatever the case might be. <clears throat> and so, you know, of course, with it being, you know, something that's taught, you know, we were just talking race because me and this man, like I've been, I always say a part of their family for years. Um, and, you know, we were just we have a lot of these open conversations, which I've, I've always loved and appreciated. And I was just like, oh, you know, you just don't really don't understand. Like, you know, why? Why can everyone just love each other the way that we do and all this other nonsense and something that he said that stuck with me? He's like, I think at the end of the day, because we know that black people are angry. He's like, we are not going to act like this nation has not failed y'all, you know, in <clears throat> excuse me, failed y'all in many different ways. We know that y'all have been, you know, improperly treated. <clears throat> Excuse me. We know that, you know, things have been taken away from y'all. Um, we know things have been stolen from y'all. We know, you know, how intentionally, you know, the families have been separated. So at this point, yeah, I think there's definitely a lot of fear of y'all coming together and knowing that one day, like, there could just be a complete uproar. Like, because we don't know at any moment, like, what right. could end up happening, you know, where things just go really, really crazy. He's like, so at this point, I would question almost any white person that isn't afraid. Hmm. And when, and it was like, you know, and hearing that coming from a white man and, you know, and someone who, like I said, for me personally, you know, just knowing that this man has, you know, no type of racism in him, like none of those things. Like I said, I've just, this is something I've been connected to for forever. And, you know, just seeing the way that they talk and treat everyone in right. general. Um, but to still hear him say that, and so I think that absolutely reflects the attitude of a lot of a certain group of white people. Um, you know, there's definitely that that threat, and I think, and that's why it's like, hey, we got to separate them if we can get them to maybe turn on each other, and you know, maybe make sure that you know we can separate the families and do whatever else, and they'll have them, you know, dependent on this and relying on this, and they're not going to be able to go here to them when they start to see certain black people, you know, getting to a certain level and what. They don't like it. They don't like to see certain black people. Or they don't like to see black people in power. Mm -mm. I like that because, you know, throughout our history, if we're always honest, we, the family unit has always kept the um, black community safe. Mm -hmm. we all, what, what we used to say, it takes a village. It takes a village to yeah. raise children. So we went from that to saying, nah, I ain't going to get married. Oh, nah, I ain't worried about it. And so I, I think that, that that's something that's been in and placed in us throughout the years subliminally that, hey, y'all mm -hmm. don't need each other when every yep. other race comes together. Yep. And I always say every other race comes together and they will fight to make sure yep. that you do not come inside their race. So I'm not lying. Look at it. But now we're going to get down to the how can we fix it? How can we say, okay, we identified the problem. We identified the streams that go into this problem. How can we fix it to where we can produce a better quality individual that, that can say, hey, I know my mistakes. I know what I've done in the past. I know that um, we, we made mistakes, but now I'm ready to say that it's time to grow up and, and have a mature relationship. How do we get 
people to view that and to move forward to where we can come together and start building because wealth you could you could get all the riches in the world if you have nobody to pass it down to you right, lose it right so how can we do that because ultimately if we're talking about building wealth wealth comes with family mm-hmm. so how can we get to that point where we understand that wealth comes with family that we need to start working and building our families and coming together so we are definitely more powerful together you know as we just got through stating so i think it's it's understanding that and i I would go back to the three words that i gave even at the beginning of this and i would just i'm an acronym person so tug t-u-g is going to be my thing as far as how we can move forward we have to call a truce with each other black men and black women we just have to say hey like i'm sorry can we start fresh like can we just agree that we are going to move forward How do we move forward? You understanding like we have to understand each other. We have to understand that there are people that want to see us separated, people that don't want us banding together, people that don't want us to be successful, people that don't want us to be in healthy relationships and, you know, prosperous, successful marriages, taking the time women understand men, understand your partner, understand, you know, all of these things. Men, same thing. We know y'all might be a little bit slower, but y'all are intelligent for the most part. Okay, so we just need y'all to understand women. So we just, we really need to take the time to understand each other. And then the G is just grace. Like we know at the end of the day, grace is getting the good things that you don't deserve, you know, so to speak. But it's just, you know, offering each other grace and saying, hey, nope, I don't like that you do this, but I'm trying to understand and I'm just going to. I'm going to forgive you for like, we're going to, and I'm not, you know, talking about obvious, like wild, crazy, you know, things that people do like in relationships or whatever in general. But I think we just need to offer each other a little bit more grace and understanding like, Hey, there's been a war against both of us for some decades. Now it started before we were even here. It started before we were even in our mother's womb. So it's saying like, Hey, there are factors that have shaped you and you know, you're this way because of this. And I want to offer grace and understand that and vice versa. So I think between truth, understanding, and grace, that is how we as black men and black women can move forward, move together, and make the world a better place. <laughs> I like that. And um, I, I agree with you on that. And, and the reason why I bring that up is because when we look at our society right now, we're killing each other just for no reason. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you look at the fact that we could shoot a car up with children and when you look at the fact that our children go to a party and get shot when you look yeah. at the fact that um people who go to a birthday party and get shot these are animalistic ways yeah and i know people is like well family can't fix that i'm not saying that's the only answer but i'm saying that that is part of the answer i think having a family unit helps that because having both parents yeah. do the checks and balances help having having a community that's unified helps and I think that that it all starts with the family because if the family's not together the community's not together because who makes up the community the family right so there has to be something to yeah. that it, it, it just can't be something that we just made up it, the family unit has to be a big part of it because every community that's um is successful has family units mm-hmm. in it so I do believe that we need to do that so understanding each other understanding the pain that we have caused mm-hmm. each other um, verbally and non-verbally, I do agree with. Um, you did bring up something which I would like to say. We're not saying stay in any situation exactly. that, that is not beneficial to you that you exactly. feel as though. Because no, a lot of people think that, no, if you are in an unhealthy situation, please leave. Because exactly. there are people out there who will love you. 
you don't have to stay in unhealthy relationships. So love never, you properly. Properly. That, exactly. Okay? I'm the new love strategist. <laughs> I got your back. I can help you understand real love. That's what I do. Okay. And so I, I think that that's very important. And um, I do think it starts with the men. And I always say it starts with the men. And everything starts with the man because God started with the man. Yeah. So if God started with the man, why doesn't everything else start with man? So exactly. I do believe as men, we need to step up and do things and lead properly. And like I said before, lead, lead, lead. To lead properly, we have to know how to follow. So we have yeah. to have men in place. And that's one thing, you know, I, I hope and pray that, you know, comes to light as more men step up and say, hey, we can teach younger men how to lead. And that way we're not out here killing each other because we're doing a lot of violence. We, yeah. we really are. It's, it's, it's crazy when you look at how many black men are literally either killing themselves, killing other people, or going to jail behind some killing. And, you know, they already say that there's more women than men. But if you look at those three factors, that's right. how we lost right. men. Right. <laughs> and again, it's going back to a lot of these powers behind the scenes who are like intentionally like trying to separate us. So, of course, and now when you have all these things that are going on with the black men and now black women are alone and now they have this independent attitude and, you know, and settling in other ways and raising the kids alone. And of course, now we have these kids who are growing up without fathers in the home. And it's like a lot of these cycles are now being repeated. Right. So... There, there, there's definitely some work that needs to be done. So, you know, I'm, I'm glad that we was able to have this conversation. So I do. Yes. Thank you. Of so course. once again, tell everybody who you are, how they can find you. As Coach Fee, the new love strategist who will help you win at real love. No <laughs> struggle love, no toxic love, no abuse, no none of that nonsense. Okay. You can find me at newthinglifecoaching.com. And of course, New Thing Life Coaching is also on Facebook and Instagram. And if you're in the Charleston area and if you're looking to serve as part of our nonprofit organization in any way, um, you can go to godisloveinc.org. All right. And I'm Sean Taylor, William Coleman. And he says he loves y'all. He shall be back sometime before he turns gray, which is <laughs> soon, hopefully, because he's about gray now. Um, thank you to our sponsors, Mika Honey Life Design and, of course, Gigantic Car Mobile Detailing. If you need your car clean, please, please. Do it. It's summertime. Some of y'all are walking around with dirty cars. I know it's what just, don't, don't do that. I know. We're, we're better than that. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of y'all need to plan your life. So trust me, this is a good designer for you. You could go get it off of the Mika Honey website. And it's catered to African-American women with a lot of African-American women historical facts in it. And you can find us everywhere because that's what we do in life. We just be everywhere now. <laughs> so we want to thank you. Be blessed. Have a wonderful day and make sure your hair is greased. I cannot. <laughs>